Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, DGens and DGenettes, to another episode of the Alfalfa Podcast. We are four radically moderate entrepreneurs and investors swimming in the messy gray ocean, serving up alpha in money, politics, and life. We are Nick Urbani, Eric Johansson, Stephen Cesaro, and I am Arman Asadi. All links at alfalfapod.com. Make sure to hit subscribe wherever you are listening or watching on YouTube and follow us on the socials. And most importantly, hop in our Discord to join the community for the after party and more alfalfa. In a land far away where the alfalfa grows lives a group of folks who love to share their thoughts and shows. Each day they gather in a place called Discord to discuss the issues of our time, O oh Lord. They talk of crypto in a politics too, of life and love in all that they go through. They're a lively bunch, hilarious and smart. Their discussions are filled with nuance and heart. Mm. So here's to the Alpha Alpha podcast group. We salute you with glee. Thank you for your wisdom and your company. Thank you. <laughs> Steven, have I you been to one of these? Thankfully, no. <laughs> <laughs> you gotta go to like uh, New- you gotta go to like a tucked corner of New York for that. What's your prompt there, Nick? I spent uh, all night writing that. I yeah. hope you enjoyed. Yeah, it. you didn't tell me that you were a poet. <laughs> yeah, I'm a poet. So what's um, your prompt? Uh, like I don't know, two minutes before we started recording this podcast, I put in a prompt. Into so a robot broke that. Uh, chat broke that, GPT. Huh? Yeah, and I prompted it. I said, "There's a group of people who enjoy the Alpha Alpha podcast." This group of people shows up every day in Discord, discuss the issues of our time, including crypto, politics, and life. Every day, hilarious, hilarious, intelligent, and nuanced is displayed in this community discussion. Please write an ode to this group of people yeah. oh. in the style of Dr. Seuss. Oh, damn! Oh, you said Dr. Seuss? Yeah, I wanted a little rhyme, a little that was Dr. Seuss. Yeah, it had a little nice. That was beautiful. Seussy flow to it. Thank you. Like that was really wait, good. Wait, wait, so, so do I get credit for it? Is that my copyright, no, no, or was, is that the? I was thinking. Chad of course GPT. you do. Oh, okay. Um, so that was by Chat GPT by OpenAI by OpenAI. Um, I'm trying to look up. Do you guys know what GPT stands for? Nope. Yeah, it's a tough one. <laughs> it's a tough. General one. purpose um, um, technology. Tech technology. No, I'll pull it up. <laughs> But someone give the kind of background here. What's going on? I mean, so what was this like a week ago? Maybe, yeah. maybe. so we're recording on Wednesday, December 7th, uh, about a week ago. Um, In the time. Generative uh, B, pre-training. B-A-I. Hi. We, we're <laughs> going to mark all the dates. A-I-I. In. Generative pre-training. Yes. Before AI. Uh, um, I I think it came out on a, on a Wednesday and we, it, it launched and I think, Instantly, a few things started to show up on Twitter. The one I found was this uh, economics professor saying, take-home homework is no longer good. Like, you can't provide homework for students to take home. And I was like, what the hell is he talking about? And Can he you imagine sh- hearing that? That's great news. So he starts showing all these screenshots, and he's like, this AI is writing B-plus level papers on my graduate economics class. And Armand has an AI-related startup, so I, I sent it to him, and Wake up the next morning and there's more posts about this and they're even more jaw dropping. And then, you know, you you shortcut to four days later and this thing has over a million active users querying it days in, in a matter of days. And there's a whole host of things that it's doing from 
writing code to reviewing code to doing creative stuff like this. And one of the things I want to talk about is like, we always said like, oh, well, the creative people will be the last one to be axed yeah, by Can AI. we just begin with the end? Sure. And that part there. Yeah. So, yeah, it's doing creative stuff. It's uh, answering questions about things. It's It has... We don't quite know what its data source is, right? Uh, it, it won't answer questions from beyond, it, like basically anything before 2021. It doesn't know anything about 2022, and it will try. You can trick it into answering questions about the future. I think we've done that successfully. But in general, if you try to ask it questions about the future, it won't, it won't answer them because it's trying not to be some little AI fortune teller. But in general... The conversation we've had on this podcast many, many times has been that AI and technology in general is here to enable us and free us from the mundane, from the repetitive road tasks that require their low leverage tasks is a way we could put them. What chat GPT has showed us just to really cut straight to the fucking core of this and the part that shocked us the other night when we were we were hanging out after the, the pod is that its creativity is through the roof. It is writing graduate-level poetry, plays, screenwriting, creative writing, nonfiction, fiction. I mean, fuck, you name it. Like, literally, it's doing it all. And we always said, even in the world of copywriting, which I'm very familiar with, we always said that Jasper and Copy AI and all these tools will serve and cover 80% of the problem that the best cop that the worst copywriters and average copywriters will be replaced instantly like no problem but that the top of the white collar sort of like creative aspect of the world and the people that sit in those positions will get more money and more everything and what we are seeing what i am seeing i can't write that right. i know and I think you would acknowledge as well that you can't write to that degree on that topic. Right. You might be able to write at a very high level on a specific topic that you have exposure to and experience in. But to write to that level creatively is insane. And and I think the, the key point is that you could pull a poet, poet laureate in, but they couldn't write it in three seconds at a zero, zero dollar right. expense. And, and that chat bot just did it um, it, it seemed to understand our ethos of our discord where like a, a poet would never be able to comprehend what we're trying to convey. Like with that quick That's prompt, a very good point. with that quick prompt, we like encapsulated our entire audience like that we hold dear. I mean, you literally said like 100 characters, right? Yeah. Yeah, it got it. And, and I, it wasn't displayed in, in this one, but it, it can remember its responses. It can you know, uh, reply to additions, subtractions, like edits that you wanted to be make. I could tell it from take this from Dr. Seuss to in the voice of the King James Bible, and it would probably spit out something just as hilarious. And so the fact that it can kind of like take that two way type of feedback that would take probably days, hours and be less like, you know, kind of like maybe exhausting back and forth with a human to try to like, uh, it would be a minimum get, get done. three hundred dollars to produce the same thing, and it would take at least three iterations to hire somebody to produce that, and probably three days for the best person that you could find. Yeah. I mean, the fact that I can type in like um, 
explain the plight of the American people in the voice of Rumi in three paragraphs. And I can get that answer in three seconds, if not that even is, I, I, I mean, I'm speechless. It's unbelievable. I mean, I think this is like, I think, can everyone agree that they've had a jaw dropping moment with this thing where? Absolutely. Yes. Yeah, absolutely. So what you just created costed, it, there was, it wasn't free, right? There was a cost associated with creating to, that. To open AI to run it on servers. Yeah, so Sam Altman said, he's like, I'm not sure. But on average, it's in the single digits of, of, of cents. That probably costs nine cents. Let's just call it five cents. Okay. Yeah, I think the previous version of this uh, that's not as smart, I think they were charging two cents per query to use the API. Yeah, and and I and I don't know because it wasn't specified, but I think what he might be saying is that it's like five cents per chat experience rather than like per query right potentially so but man i want a fucking api of this thing like <laughs> let me turn this into f- a business let me turn into products Dude, let me turn into make, services if they make this open source it's gonna be fucking on there's it's like gonna be so bonkers. many things you could do like right here in the span of an hour we could probably write a series of like a hundred children's books that are better or as good as anything else out there in the span of an hour, copy paste them and be like, and, and publish them, you know? Like, Why would Tim Ferriss do his uh, fiction book on, uh, Oh God. On Just, his own. Yeah. Have the, have, Dude, the have could, it do 80% of the work. Have you, it do 90% of the work. You could automate an entire children's YouTube channel. Yes. Right. Like you just feed it some books and, and then you use the, the video image portion of it, which is really good to just, like you just like there's infinite, content now there's no there's no boundary on that it's so you, crazy go ahead i was gonna say not only is it, it very interesting to use to pull information out but it's also you can send it a ton of information have it synthesize it so i sent you guys this uh series of questions where i there was this foreign affairs article it was really long it was late at night i was like i don't i just i don't know if i could read this thing and wait wait can i stop you one yeah. second because i've been wondering about this you can send it stuff to like ingest like a website or media you or how do you how copy do you do paste that? the text for so now? You, so you can basically copy paste like a website of a product. So that becomes your prompt. And then how do you, so how, how, do, you, how do you like, you can't give it, it a link. Can you? No, apparently okay. not. But you're saying you could copy paste like a product page. So I logged and, into foreign affairs. I, yeah. I copied an article on China. I said, please summarize the article below in a series of bullet points. And it was like, bam, eight bullet points. And I was like, Whoa, this is interesting. And I was like, very good at summarizing. And I was curious, like how else I could summarize this. So I asked it, um, if someone was interested in this reading this article, what questions does this article answer? And it was like, gave me seven questions that the article answers. I was like, can you give me two to three sentences answer to each of these questions above? Boom, 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 boom. And I was like, holy shit. Can you turn this into a 10 point Twitter thread that describes what was in this article? And it was like, Bam, 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 bam. <laughs> and I was like, holy shit, I just created the most amazing paid newsletter on foreign affairs ever. Damn. Um, but, but, but in reality, like I, I, you know, you can synthesize large pieces of information, not just ask it. So there's like this interesting mode that you can, you can get it into. Yeah. I, I think of like the matrix moment where, you know, Neo's got like just how, how to fly a helicopter, yeah. you know, like maybe you throw the, the helicopter manual in there and be like, tell me how to start the helicopter. Anyway. Wow. Damn. Shit is nuts. <laughs> so with like some basic like coding and scraping, 
you could probably like automate a daily podcast on foreign affairs. You could just plug this whole thing, summarize it, use like some sort of like text to speech thing. And then you would just autopilot that. Yeah. Cause we have this thing called, uh, I think it's called well said and well said is you put the text in there and then you turn, you, uh, decide which speaker you want. You can choose a speaker with an accent or not male, female. Oh, you can do a whole video you said, right? Yeah. yeah. Then there's, there's also another service. I don't remember the names. They're kind of still in, in beta, but yeah, you could take that text, choose a speaker, like a visual representation of who you want the speaker to be, feed it in there. And it looks like as that person's telling the video. So you have your YouTube video, you got your podcast taken care of, you got the newsletter part taken care of, and you have the marketing take care of on the, on the Twitter thread. Oh my God. This is one of the ideas. Like this is one of the immediately obvious ones. You know, my, my question is, and I think I told you guys separately, but the question is, are we going to die? I also used it for, for travel planning. I was like, Please give me a 10-day itinerary for a trip to Japan with me and my girlfriend. We'd like to spend five days in Tokyo and five days outside of Tokyo. And it followed the directions flawlessly. The recommendations were pretty fucking good. It doesn't give travel recommendations anymore because of it's you. It stopped. By the way. I don't know. Yeah. I don't know why it stopped. Yeah, you've used it. But then I was like, can you you've add Can you add a... Uh, <laughs> fucking plans his whole life. <laughs> can you add a thing? dinner reservation for each each day in <laughs> oh, the shit. agenda? And it was okay, like... Okay, so boom, boom, Nick, boom, boom. like if you were to type that query into Google, what would you get? I mean, a list of web pages that it has to... A list of web pages, yeah. right? Yeah, so... No synthesis. Right. This thing is synthesizing. Isn't that the best part of it, ultimately? I mean, when it comes to the query portion of it, the part where you actually get to ask it a question, which is what most people like to do with Google. They like to ask a question. I remember when Google first came out, every like generation before us was like, this thing is God. We were just so used to the internet at that point already that, that we expected Google. It was just like, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's just the next thing. You just type in a search and then all these web pages will come up. But for people that weren't already like really ingrained in it, they were like, holy fuck, like you can find anything. And I think that we are experiencing that right now, even though we were born and raised in this like digital revolution age where we can actually go to this chat GPT and ask pretty much most anything no, our, and get a kids, direct answer. Our kids are going to think we're the equivalent of like Dinosaurs. information hunter gatherers. They're yes. like, wait, you used to like Browse the web. No, but this, search yeah. pages wait, wait, to wait. find answers. <laughs> Steven, isn't that the same as what you think of your parents? They used to go to the library. Yeah. It's exactly the same. It's like it's stuff that seems normal to like that seemed normal to our parents. And then think, their kids were born, they're like, wait, think what? about think about the friction and the amount of time it takes to get an answer from the library. But that's just pure synthesis. What about like uh chat GPT thinking? So like yeah. Steven in uh, in our Discord posted like his his uh, prompts that were asking chat to say like, what's going to be the bottom of Ethereum? Oh yeah. You got yeah, it. You to, also like, got predict away a with price. That. You forced it to predict the ETH price. I think it's interesting. You have to like, be creative, how, but yeah, it's interesting how people are getting it to step outside of itself or like override particular programming. Like, so how I, did you do that? Cause it doesn't want to answer questions about trading or finance or financial advice at all. I've I think I first well. imagined, I first asked it to imagine that it were like a crypto trader. And I asked if it could do that. And it was like, yes, I was like, okay. And then I asked it if it could um, synthesize all of the price data it had for this asset. And then it was like, yeah, I can do that. And then I said like, okay, like assuming that you're that and you'd want to predict this, like, 
what might you think like the range of outcomes would be, you know, over the next year? And it was like when I gave it all that and then I allowed it to do like a range, it suddenly wasn't like I can't do that. It was like, oh, I think. It so they be. blocked your question, yeah. even from a first principles perspective. Now I tried the same thing. But what's interesting is that you worked your way up from a first principles perspective. And that's the way you do it with stuff like this. You, know, you have to. You if know you try to go to the outcome directly, it's like. Eh. So they, they've since blocked Stephen's line of questioning. Yeah. That's what you're saying. But like, man, imagine that chat said that the bottom of ETH was going to be 1100. <laughs> and that was based on 2021 data. Yeah. <laughs> We're yeah. fucked. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, but, but if you think about it, like the way we talk to Google right now is a caveman. Right. Like, I literally, I was looking at my semi search history. It's like Uniswap formula doesn't work. Uniswap V2 formula doesn't work. Uniswap V2 formula crypto. Ah, oh, found it finally. And it's like, I didn't, you know, I didn't express yeah. myself as a human. I expect myself as like a, a Boolean search, which is when you guys okay, search man. on Google, do you write in full sentences like some people do? <laughs> no. Or do you still no. optimize for keywords? Totally. I use negative keywords. I, I use do too. phrase match, exact match. I don't write like some people do. Some people will go like, some people will write like, <laughs> what is crypto and why should I buy it? If I was looking for the same exact thing, I would go like crypto pros and cons. Dear Jeeves, comment. I would use the least, <laughs> I would use the least amount of words possible. But with this thing, you can have an actual conversation, like, obviously. Yeah. That's why you don't have to say. go, should I buy Bitcoin minus BitBoy into the search query? You can just like, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I think it's pretty fascinating. And I, I will say, like, once I realized that this had some like surprising level of effectiveness, immediately implemented it in, the, in our company. Like, mm -hmm. we're already using it. So that that's fascinating. Okay, hold so on. You're Six using it. Out, I'm already using. You're it. using it as like an Early AI adaptor. writer, right? You're you're using it as a replacement for like the writing AI multiple writing things. Tools. What are you doing? Okay. I want to hear exactly the use cases. Okay, first, job descriptions. I write the job descriptions. It involves me looking at other job descriptions, figuring out what we need in here. Instead, I go write me a job description for this position. It goes boom, lays it out. What do you mean this position? Do you give it that? I give it the title. No, do you give it another description or just the No, just I the just title? say, hey, write me a job description for this title. I'm like, okay, can you add this? Like can you media buyer. Yeah, a media buyer. Because that's the thing we haven't mentioned is it's a very iterative process. So you can say, write me a job description for media buyer. But then you can be like, now make it for someone who has five years experience. Yes. Then you could say, make it for someone whose experience is very specified in native advertising. Make it for someone whose experience is blah, blah, blah. And you can keep iterating because it retains the information right. that was given to it prior. And that whole process for you took 14 seconds. At instead all. Of like, like, <laughs> right. Instead of me having to read through, you know, 10 uh, job descriptions just to get in the frame of mindset. Okay. I know where I am in this, this thing I'm trying to write. Now I can go. Um, and if you listen to our Dan Martell episode, uh, it was a life episode. I highly recommend you listen to it. He had this framework of, 10, 80, 10. As a manager, you should start, kick off the first 10% of a project, uh, allow the, the employee or the person managing it or executing to do the 80%. And then you come at the last 10% and kind of polish it up. And that's how you should, you should manage. And I, I told, I didn't even retain that one. I told my team, I was <laughs> like, both, sir. <laughs> I was like, listen, you should use this AI in 10, 80, 10. You provide it the first 10%, yes. which is the prompt, it gives you the 80% and wow. then you polish off the last Perfect 10%. Perfect analogy. Somebody turn that into a clip. Thank you. Um, <laughs> Very well done. <laughs> Very well done. So that was, that's one. 
mm-hmm. job descriptions. Um, we used it for video ad scripts. So I told it, please write a, a script for a 45 second Facebook ad about this product. This is what it does. This is how it's better than the, than the competition. Boom, 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 done. And so I showed the media buyer. I was like, listen, you start off with a prompt. You ask a question, you refine it. Then you add Did your, your media buyer have a moment of fear? Well, he, no, all? no. I mean, he was like, oh, this makes my job like so much faster. Okay. And then I was Good. like, this head, this, the start of this script sucks. I was like, make the start more tantalizing. Like make, what? make it That's so, what you prompted? Of I course. Said, I said you the word say anything like tantalizing. Tantalizing? tantalizing? Yes. I believe you I did. said yeah. tantalizing. I was yeah. like, make it so that it captures their attention and walk, makes them want to watch the rest of the video. And then boom, what? sure enough. What? I wrote a letter a for head. someone who was fundraising for their nonprofit. I wrote the first version in two sentences. And then I said, make it more um, heartwarming and emotional overall. And it added a whole what? level of like, I, I almost started crying. Like I read it <laughs> and I was just like, I have to help these people. <laughs> like it was a real thing. Like it actually worked. So, someone I know, uh, this guy shall not be named. He was like, please write a text message to my girlfriend in a very like heartwarming way on why she should take birth control. <laughs> was like, Wait, what? And I was like, please read me the response. Oh my God. I know who this is. Yeah. I yeah. You, and, but... uh, I, I I hope it works out for him. Anyway, um, <laughs> other ways, like we were doing product research. And so we we copied and pasted uh, good uh, five-star feedback and one-star <laughs> feedback from Amazon of a product we we're looking at. We pasted in there. And we're like, can you summarize in three bullet points the pros and cons of this product? And it understood the ones that were pro and the ones that were con. And it like quickly understood like, okay, what do we need to do if we're going to make this product better? Like, how should we... Um, do it. So, is there any limit to what you can paste? Oh in? my god! I don't know. I mean, the the for, the foreign affairs article was eight page essay, so it was pretty Damn. serious. It's pretty long. You pasted an eight page essay and said, "Give me ten bullet points on this." Yeah. Oh my god! Wow. <laughs> um, there's also other dumb stuff like uh, one Steven, of our Stephen. What? You, I'm sorry. I, 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 I don't all right, I'm pretty much done is, with like the. What do you think about what? this? I, like, I what spot, you, I, I want to keep hearing Nick's business. Ads. No. <laughs> do you have more? Please keep going. I mean, someone was like, "This is pure hey, alpha." One of our service providers was like, "Hey, can you write us a testimonial for our website?" And I was like, "Oh, oh that's a good." God. I was like, "Of course, I would happily do that." But like, am I? Do I really want to spend the 20 minutes of raw pain power to make sure this is good, yeah. not for his customers, but for our relationship? And instead, I was like. I was like, oh, you know what? When chat, chat GPT, and I was like, please write a testimonial for this type of service provider. They're good at this. They're bad at that, but they're good at this. Boom. And I edited one part. Actually, I told it. I was like, oh, don't forget the name of the company. Here's the name of the company. And it gave it to me. And that task might have like worn me out for 15 minutes, 20 minutes. Instead, it was done in two minutes, and I moved on the next task. Like, Okay, seamlessly. hold on, hold on. Is there a chance you're overutilizing this <laughs> this tool? Because you also did use it when Steven had a conflicting uh, calendar day with Armand's Armand and his baby shower, and Steven has birthday. This and, was a good one. And uh, I outsourced my brain. Yeah, we were, yeah, at, we were wondering. Hardy. So Nick is going to be the first to go. <laughs> like, just turn into my brain is going to brain. full gray matter. First yeah. of all, I cannot get from home to Steven's home without my gps on which means that spatial intelligence part of my brain is full gray what is the analogy of that in this department do you i'm think? worried that like critical thinking that's what i'm asking you thinking, what do you think will go first for people 
What does it look like? Can we start to go there? Let's go this weird like, place. What, what are the downsides? Yeah, like no, not just the downsides, but what does a human being become? Hyperproductive, I think. Hyperproductive, but what happened? How can you remain productive if the mental faculties that you most rely on that are arduous activities to solve problems well, so become I, dormant. Okay, hold on. I That's don't, ultimately I don't what think happens, they're becoming right? dormant, though. I think it's like automating a lot of the stuff that's just kind of rote. And he's coming in with like his 10%, and that's like the real, the real value there. So when I was in San Francisco, there was a, a roommate of my girlfriend at the time. She was like working for this marketing agency, and like she was, I think she was applying for a new job. But on this uh, resume that she was like uh, sending out, she said like, she said something to the effect of like, I'm an expert Googler. And another time I was like, well, that's ridiculous. But now I'm like, holy shit, this is like a, an actual amazing skill that like you can, you can get so, you can like ring so much alpha out of that. And like becoming an, an expert chat GPT prompter. I have to say, based on what I've seen, with like the shares, there is a significant difference between people that are just like goo 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 and like the ones that ask the right thing, the right thing, to get the right info, and also know how to iterate, yeah, the right way. So if you can become a, like Stephen's example of like getting a price prediction for right. Ethereum for is like chat beautiful, won't, won't ever around. do that unless you're the expert prompter. Yes, I, I mean, mean there are examples of thing of this thing being confidently wrong, for sure. Like. Oh, did you see the chat about like what is the fastest marine mammal? That's the one I was going to bring up. And it's just up. like sailfish. And they said, no, it's a, it's a, a peregrine falcon first. Oh, peregrine yeah. falcon. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and he's like, could you describe to me what a, a mammal is? And then it's just like a mammal is blah 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 blah. Is a peregrine falcon a mammal? No. What is the fastest marine? It's just like, I'm going to I'm 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 take the other side on this. Most people are so stupid. And we expect this AI to be perfect. Why? Why do we expect it no, to be 10, so 80, perfect? 10, you're, being, 10, you're being dramatic. Yeah. No, we love, we love how great it is. I know. Like, but like, why do we expect <laughs> it to be so perfect? I know. Yeah. But I also think <laughs> that we also expect it to have all the right answers. I'm, I'm, I'm taking this to say a narrative that exists. A narrative that exists is like, uh, this thing is like wrong often and you can't trust it all the time. Of course you can't trust it all the time. What the hell are you talking about? You can't trust any human being all the time. I think that we want to outsource our uh, thinking so badly sometimes that we go, okay, this thing is not trustworthy until I can fully outsource my fucking entire mental faculties where I never have to care and I never have to fact check and I can ask anything at any time and I can trust it. No, you should never really yeah. get to that point. So every and human you can just fully trust anything. Every human ever. becomes like a, a straw man take. Well, every straw human take. becomes a manager a straight, at that point. Yes. You're managing the employee. The employee is this AI bot, and the AI bot is going to like work for you. It's a good analogy. And like you have to be able to manage it. Like it's not going to always be correct. You have to be able to manage this thing. Yes, until we have a high level of like. But. Artificial I mean, general I mean, intelligence. Here, here's a perfect example. I asked it to write a legal agreement. I was like, please write an IP transfer agreement from a Wyoming LLC to a Delaware C Corp. And it came up with an agreement, but like there was no fucking way I was going to be like, well, this, yeah, this is it. Sure enough. Chat yeah, said. Like, right, right. <laughs> but like, at least you could be like, okay, I understand the parameters of like how 
what's the framework of this IP transfer agreement? What should I understand before I talk to a lawyer to make sure I don't spend, mm. yeah, I can spend $800 talking to this person instead yeah. of $3,000, right? I feel like lawyers are oh, really screwed. fucked. Like, I feel yeah, like yeah, basically the entire like legal zoom industry where like I've templated agreements, which is a great innovation, right? But also oh, huge. I, I bet like 85% of that could let's, just be. Let's get all the first order consequences out of the table because these are the easiest yes. ones. Like who's fucked? My entire Rider? old my Fuck. entire Rider's old business is like it can be like the 20 person staff can be like one person. What do you mean? Like for trading? No, for like 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 advertising. Yes. E-com? Advertising. Like, I don't need a copywriter. Yeah. I, I don't I don't I I don't. Like the, I still we're think doing you like high level one. Co- I still think no, you we need were, one we for were, the last Trust 10%. me, we were not doing high level copywriting ever. It was like okay. we we never spent like $50,000 to get some epic guy to come in and write a letter. We were paying people to just, and it it wasn't like a huge bar, but it like had to be minimally good and it was but it was mostly a premium on testing stuff, yes, right? Exactly. So getting a, a an advertorial oh or an ad that is like Eighty percent is good, but then doing a thousand of them, dude. Asking a copywriter to create you ten variations would a week, minimum. Dude, an entire Facebook advertising campaign could just be autopiloted. You're just like, here's my product. Here's my goal is to make sales. Right. Automate the targeting, I, automate the images, automate the headlines, automate the landing pages. Just test it I, all. I copied a, a, an article into there and i was like make this more relatable to seniors and i was like boom here's your new split test <laughs> oh and then i was like God. can you give me 10 uh headlines like give me three that are shocking three that are like whatever and it gave it and i it obviously a lot of them weren't good but i was like oh this one this one of the 10 is good i was like test that if, guy. have you told my brother about this yet oh yeah i'm curious his perspective my, my brother's a seasoned uh media buyer buys ads for a living so yeah. i'm curious and like yeah he instantly was like make it more clickbaity the cursor blinked for a few minutes does on the, the clickbaity does the prompt understand clickbaity yeah i was like don't i was like i don't think it understands that word but give it more i asked it if it knew certain things that were very elusive and it, it knew it was like uh what does it mean to troll somebody and it was like perfect perfect explanation we, uh, yeah we took it on a history lesson. We said, what would Europe look like if if Germany won World War II? Oh, that was good. And then we, That was the first night. And it literally gave like oh. a Peter Zion type take on like geography and economics and the people Holy and demographics, shit. how it changed. And we're like, Dude, how would life like in the, the U.S. change? The United if- States would just be this island. And the rest the of the world fuck? would just be dominated by fucking Nazism. Yeah, that, that, that woman sat down and had drinks with us and just had to get up and leave. She yeah. kept saying, do you remember she just kept saying no, 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 like no. I do not accept was her. Yeah, she yeah. just everything Stephen said and read from the chat GPT. She was like, nope. And I was like, wait, nope. what do you do for a living? She's like, well, I deliver babies. I was like, well, you're safe. Yeah, you're like, fine. You're the yeah. most safe. Okay. Like, yeah, that can't you be chat. So, yes. Uh, what is fucked and what is okay? Yeah, so what are there other first order consequences? Like writers, easy, done. There's, there's a whole oh. inversion of like the service class and oh. like the Silicon Valley sort of middle management, digital, like all those jobs. That's all turned on its head now. Oh like these people God. who used to make like 200K a year coding, 
they're probably done. And then the nurses delivering babies and the guys building stuff. Like those people are probably going to make like tons of money. I'm so excited for the people that we uh, traditionally have called blue collar tradesmen, the tradeswomen. The trades are going to be fucking on fire. so on fire. Which is super interesting because nobody for the last decade has been like technology is going to be really bullish for blue collar. Right. But but like it's ending up. Here we are. Yeah, we're in this like service sort of Electricians. Uh, uh, carpenters, plumbers, pool carpenters, cleaners, pool cleaners, uh, yeah. power washing companies. Yes. yes. Oh my HVAC. God. Yes. Oh and, my I mean, God. I mean, anything just, just be in baseline reality <laughs> and you'll be okay. Oh my like God. operate in baseline reality. <laughs> oh my which, God. Which, yeah. <laughs> right. Right. What the fuck? No, it's wild. So I have a, a, a nephew in law, I guess you could say my, my girlfriend's nephew. Um, you know, he's, he's about to graduate high school. And the idea is like, what does he do? Does he, does he go to a full four-year college? Does he go to a trade school? Or does he start a business like right away? And I'm like, dude, start a pool company business. Like right now as an 18-year-old, like literally you could buy the startup materials for $300, buy all the chemicals, like have this. Uh, there's a guy on, on Twitter, Nick Huber. He has the idea of a sweaty startup. HVAC, you know, home organizing, uh, painting business, like all this subset of businesses. Like if you start that business now as a young kid, instead of going to college, like you are in a much better financial position. Imagine just like And you avoiding, learn what happens, even if you fail. Just avoid 6K of debt. Just avoid, like, yeah. Uh, uh, yeah, six figures 6K. of debt. Sorry, six figures. <laughs> if I, avoid six figures <laughs> of debt, yeah. you're already ahead. Not to mention the earnings you're having over those four years. Not to mention the fact that like your industry is going to be so in demand uh, and the supply is so limited. No, I just had a, uh, what'd you call him? A business bi- boner. Bi- business gasm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You just had a, well, yeah. it's a what, What's going to get like yeah, the mine most was a full orgasm. Though. Oh, you went, yeah, you didn't just. I went to completion. <laughs> oh, <wow. laughs> so you, what was that? All right, guys, put your, put your business boners back. Well, in I want to hear about his cock punch <laughs> situation here. <laughs> No, hold on. You go. You go. I'm trying to think. Some of these industries are just going to be totally like, like imagine legal comes to mind. Like there are people who have like entry level jobs and like law firms or they have law degrees like and they just sit there and they spend years like by the 12 way. hours a day just reading stuff for years. Right. Yes. And the entirety of like their five years as like a junior person could probably be done by this thing and like an no. hour. You upload like just all the entire It's, even, the it's, it's five not years even an stuff. hour. It's just it's now. It's upload like the inputs. Five, five yes. years. I don't know. That's a lot so, of. So you know what I'm giving it the sure. when I uploaded the, the eight page article. It did take some time. Yeah, it took it twenty seconds. Where normally it's instant. It right. starts writing. With but a it was basic like, prompt. It was like okay. clearly reading it. Fair. But 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 still. Oh my god! But imagine just like solving a case. These are all upload the entire legal book and be like, hey, based on these Supreme Court decisions, what's the outcome of this case? But what's most important here to realize about like this system as a whole is that it's trained on the like the data that it receives. And the the whole reason that this is right now available for free is because we're providing feedback. This is a beta, right? That's why there's no this is this is a beta. So like we need to get to a, we will get to a point where okay, this this on. model will change how the much would, model will change. how much would you pay nick for um this product well so i was thinking like two cents a query like does two cents a query back out if i want to create google v2 
And all I did was give it a search box and this thing in the background. Yeah, like a could, better, better search Could results. I make money? I think I think so at two cents. It's, it's kind of, of course questionable. You, you just said you saved 20 minutes of your time with two pennies. Yeah, but I'm thinking about Google's business model. Can I, you know. So can they, we talk they, about that? They only Let's click ads. Let's start talking like, about this Google killer idea. All right. Like, Google killer. Wow. Like, okay, let's say wow. we did the, the left curve thing and we just set up like a schmoogle and we, you know, put in this is the back end and it just gives responses. And then this, we do the same business. We were model. talking about buying Ask Jeeves and just plugging this. Yeah, in I was like, back. this is perfect for Ask Jeeves. <laughs> That'd, <be Ask>. <laughs> That'd be so sick. Bring the him retro, back. just Jeeves is back. He's still got his little butler thing, but he's oh, like yeah. ripped underneath. But now it. he's smarter. He's, like a he's smarter now. now. And yeah. he can reply to you. And you use the same business model. You the put whole some reason ads. you go to Google in the first place is not for the abundance of information. It's for the the answer. answer. The answer. Yes. Yeah. That's it. And like, let's not let's not be like uh, dumb about this. I mean, like Google clearly has been working on this. They have their yeah, they have Lambda their project thing. that we were talking and about. By the way, like we're if talking you're about ha- their thing being sentient. If you're having if you're having okay. a chat experience <laughs> with ChatGPT or whatever it will be called in the future. There's no room for advertisements Wait, hold on. to come and have placement. Yeah, imagine at the top a link to like a, some random no. article when you so give them. It, it usurps that oh, and basically makes that obsolete kills in one the internet business. Boom, gone. Or, or it just gone. knows it's what scary. The phone. When so Nick what's is looking Google for his doing? travel That's, prompts, it's like, so would you like to book a reservation here on Open Table? Yes, exactly. What's scary is it also makes every um, blog obsolete because it's ultimately it's an capturing input. and yeah. indexing yeah. all that as information. It's an input. So it doesn't take away the need for the input, but because we need the input. But That's the human right, element. But it takes away need, the need for the blog. Yeah, let's not forget this is artificial intelligence. Does, it's based on the information that right. human beings have so curated does, and created does, and, and provided as input. Does that business model ultimately license the input data from the Great creator. Question. Okay. So Armand brought this up. You, you brought up a good point. You were like, well, because I mean, you're obviously very familiar with AI. Said so Sam Altman says, there's only two things. Once this model becomes commoditized, there's only two things to differentiate yourself. One is, do you have a proprietary data input? And two, what is the product? What is the UI? What is the UX user experience? Is yours better than, than, than the other ones? And like when we're talking about, does this kill Google? Well, like Google has a fuck ton of data. So does Facebook. So does Amazon. And they have proprietary data sources that they can input into this, you know, let's call it a potential generalized AI. Right, particularly if it's open source. Like they're they're just fine. They're They're, they're going to be all right. Yeah. Yeah. And, but I also think it kind of distributes the, it messes up the power law here where like the four of us could also, you know, start a potentially competing one. And maybe we don't have the data, but maybe the UI the product, the features, the way you the way interact, you with, interact it with the data for sure is better. So what's really interesting to me in the AI problem and the future of how this plays out, the number one concern, the number one existential threat is we have essentially an AI arms race happening, right? And OpenAI came out and said, here's what we got. This is our best fucking thing that we've delivered yet. And we're going to make it available for you to test and give us feedback on also, because we're open AI, we're going to make this available to some degree, most likely free or abundantly and open for you to build on, right? 
don't know why you're laughing. <laughs> no, I just I just had this like crazy visual on like how my version of Google is going to beat everybody's. It's like, Have you seen a hot tub time machine? By the way, <laughs> so, I'm certain. This I'm the fastest pop- left turn I've ever seen in this podcast. I'm sorry. <laughs> I just I was laughing to myself because I know that I'm going to create this thing where it's like. Uh, you're, you're that gonna, guy. You're going to search my query and like, I'm going to get you a hand job while you search. Like I'm just positive. Like, yeah, you use mine. You're going to get a back page as a result. Like, what do you mean? It's Steven like, is dumbfounded. No, right it's going to be yeah. like this, this, uh, this physical, like AI model that like, uh-huh. just put your, like stand here, stand here and then enter your query and you get a fucking hand job while you search. How did you go there? No, I just, I, I think you combine your, your Elon <laughs> Tesla bot. With I just, the, I just, something, something did that I just that for knew you. to me that this is where it's going. It's okay. like, use mine, you get a hand job. Okay, <laughs> so, so that's where yours went. So Eric's theory is that everything go, converges onto I want to go, go back to this, please. I don't even remember what you were talking about okay. anymore. Well, I'll, 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 I'll provide some. Look, AI arms race, privatization arms of race? AI. Oh, that, that was probably what that was. He was just like, arm race. And just imagine that. So, dude. <laughs> Lay down. Calm, while everyone you, calm down. Lay down while you search. Everyone calm down. So, this privatization this this desire to keep the information and the technology proprietary is a problem right because the number one problem we have is like pandora's box is open things are moving and we don't know how they're going to evolve ai and technology itself is a one-way road that will continue evolving and we don't know to what degree we'll be able to control it because especially when it becomes competitive right when you have Google and Microsoft and OpenAI and whoever else competing in this arena, you're going to have like a Cold War type of situation. So you want to prevent that. How do you prevent that? And if you don't prevent that, what happens? If you don't prevent that, you have a bunch of competing groups of people hiding proprietary information and a lack of regulation and consistent uh, frameworks of like, how do we make sure that this does not become Terminator 3. I mean, would you ascribe to the idea of exclusive rights, like on your particular data? Like, because I think that's fair. Like, you'd want to, uh, you'd want a license. You'd want a license to, like, hey, I'll just use AWS's version of this. Wouldn't it be better if Google's data was closed? Because if it was open, wouldn't the Chinese just use it to piggyback and destroy us with their evil weapons? These are the questions that that's a great question. And I think that if we, I think what I love about chat GPT and open AI as a whole is that they are providing the infrastructure for billion and trillion dollar companies to be built upon. Google is a trillion dollar company. Sam Altman said, and I tend to agree with him that the next trillion dollar companies will likely built be built on top of open AI. Okay. So that's, we, that's wonderful, but so how does this evolve? So because we, most likely people are going to want to be like, well, I have something proprietary versus you and I don't want you to have that. Yeah. So Google has to do something. What are they going to do when chat GPT can answer every question other than like, you know, I mean, I, I think what we kind of experienced this this already before, where we're like um, we found out that uh, China could manufacture goods faster, cheaper, more efficiently, 
and and maybe have like some additional expertise that maybe we didn't have at home. And it created this like GDP explosion, right? There was like billions and trillions of dollars of like per capita economic activity happening off of this like new founding like uh, uh, conclusion, except it didn't happen in the United States and there was economic displacement in, in the United States. You know, the, the people in the United States got really cheap $500, uh, you know, flat screen TVs, but the economic activity happened elsewhere. And so what I worry about, what I think about, and we're starting to get into the second order consequences of this thing is let's say a company can, can, can generate, a, be a $100 billion company, a trillion dollar company. But what happens if it displaces 10, 20 million people out of, out of economic opportunity how do we handle that as a, well, as a society? The, the hope would be that you are displacing people at a rate that is exceeded by the gains in productivity, right? Like if, if, if you imagine this to the infinite degree and like you just invented AI and it was just like, oh, I figured out how to synthesize matter out of thin air. So everybody has food. Everybody has infinite everything. Uh, you all can just sit home and okay. so play I, guitar. You don't, you don't have jobs, but everybody has everything. Yeah, for but under, under that scenario, you need UBI to exist. Well, so I agree with what you said. Wait, wait, why would you need UBI to exist? You only need, UBI to, you, you only need UBI to exist if the rate of progress of productivity is not, as, is not it, it's, it's fast yes. enough to displace people from jobs, but not enough to deliver them enough abundance but, to where they don't need no, the this is something. No, no this is something I think we get wrong. Why we, do you need a job in a world AI where is AI has created like the Star Trek replicator where anybody can just create anything out of thin air. They have, but you're talking about productivity everything. broadly, not talking about productivity at a individual yes, level. Exactly. So I think this argument works in the aggregate. It fails when you're talking about like a small community or like an individual person, like in aggregate, you know, outsourcing and globalization, like lifted a billion people out of poverty, but it did, you know, Displace suck for 30 million people. The, but in that's the United because States. it wasn't efficient enough. It wasn't abundant enough. It created aggregate gains in productivity, but not to like, like you can imagine a gain in productivity that is so massive that nobody even has to work it. All no, because it's, everything it's a, is no. It's about the distribution of the gains. The gains weren't evenly distributed. No, 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 no. Like the whole reason people need to work and acquire stuff in the first place is because there are scarce resources that people have to work, gain money, and then exchange the money for the scarce resources. Right in a world of infinite abundance, where people can have their baseline stuff to survive, maybe people don't need to work, and maybe people only work to get to another baseline level that's like beyond that. But like, I'm, I'm just wondering, like, can you envision a world where this stuff is so advanced that it creates such infinite abundance at like the bottom layer of like the hierarchy of needs that we don't have to worry about job displacement because people don't need the jobs because they don't need the money because they need to buy the stuff. That I, okay. I get you. That's not how I view this advancement to look i i view it to be like a a widening of the wealth gap like the the people that uh benefit from this are extremely benefited like beyond what we already feel how do you i would guys, argue the opposite how do you guys feel or think this is different from everything that has ever happened before this moment 
you're saying there's always been displacement to some level. Like whenever there's been innovation, there's been Absolutely. displacement. Are it's, we at a point in the curve where it's so exponential that we will not be able to provide the level of productivity and gains necessary to Stephen's point? Or is this the same as it's always been? Okay, so if I were if I were to argue the other side of it, it would be like the the in real life meat space version where like the people are doing the the meat space jobs like the house cleaning the you know like the trades roofing w- w- yeah. roofing job like all the trades and and those folks sort of like rise mm-hmm. but i i don't think that it offsets like the the complete like what nick is describing right now unleashes him to infinity right Right. And like at the same time as the labor force, right? Like maybe the labor force goes like one or two X and Nick is at infinity. Right. And like, right. I, I, I don't think that Steven is comprehending, but, but Nick that specifically gap. what gap and what though? Yeah. Yeah. But the, Nick specifically like the, the person yes. behind the enterprise is in a position to succeed unlike no other. Uh, to a like, level like, that like, they've like, never like, even comprehended. Like fortunately and unfortunately, and, and, and we are in a privileged position. Like we here are in a position. All of us. Wow. Like okay, so the, we the, will think, use this to And I and and my supposition, just to be clear, is that that infinite abundance for few yes. will have to be redistributed to the many who do not participate. Well said. Why is it infinite abundance for few though? Like it just is I think the nature it's a position. Of it's not I, where- I would argue that if you follow technolo- technological advances through time, right, they have increased abundance dramatically for the bottom wrong. And it's important to differentiate between wealth gap and like the sort of livability of the bottom rung of the ladder. It may very well be the case that Eric is right, that this ultimately provides like an enormous wealth gap. But if the gap is huge, but the quality of life for the bottom tier is is risen up so high, does that gap even matter? Right. But if, if they're, yeah, yes, uh, uh, your point is well taken. Like at the end of the day, if, if the bottom tier is risen substantially will like, it force more people to go into the yeah. arenas that we discussed the word is sufficiently if it's, if it's written sufficiently then no but but i what could we've see it seen, being a world where you have the people that dictate how like, things move hold on based on what you've seen in the last two centuries like do you, do you really believe this to be the case or is this you just being contrarian because like honestly there's no narrowing of the wealth gap let me let me let me ask you an analog so do you remember when the internet was just invented right yes do you think the creation of stripe of shopify of wordpress of all of these of alibaba do you think that technology expanded the gap of people using the internet or do you think it made it actually more accessible for a wider swath of people it's a difficult question because obviously the gap has widened over that time but like it uh the the direct correlation is much harder to nail down. Uh, I I'm unsure. Like I would argue, there's a lot of instances of technology making things more accessible. Um, I think this is like I like music, as you know. I think that technology technology has made music like super accessible to people. Like you can now 
gain access to the type of like production tools that in like the early nineties would have cost you like hundreds of thousands of dollars to assemble in a studio for like 20 bucks now, like on your phone. I'll rescind my previous statement. Uh, I'm very clear in my mind that like the, the owners of capital have like outpaced labor by a order of magnitude. And there's, there's no question in my mind and it, this will magnify that result. I would argue that this is simply an arbitraging of like human labor. This is going to like transcend all of humanity, right? You're, you're, you're stepping outside of humanity at this point. Whereas like the sort of last two decades has been this sort of like small, like arbitrage play, like, Oh, a person in this instance, I can pay them 20% less. This is like a orders of magnitude thing that like is it's like a, it's like a zero to one move, right? Like we're stepping outside of human labor. Now we're trying to figure out how to, make sense of it, but this isn't like an arbitrage play anymore. You're not like pitting one person in this geographic location against one person. So just to be clear, uh, your argument is that the wealth gap will narrow. No, I'm arguing that the bottom rung of the ladder will have like a better life, even if the gap, I I think predicting if the gap expands is sort of irrelevant. I don't have like a strong conviction on that, but I think that it's not irrelevant. It is not irrelevant. Why is it not irrelevant? Well, because we have politicians and mainstream media that use it to poke. No, no, no. The reason why whenever everybody talks about the wealth gap, it's a proxy for something that isn't the wealth gap, which is why it irks me. People aren't mad that they're unequal. They're mad that they're unequal and they can't have stuff that they feel like they should have. So like, and they're, they're, they're putting the thing at the foot of like a inequality. So you're, you're but saying it's, it's not that exactly if people that. at the bottom were okay and had everything they needed, there would be no grievances. There would be dramatically fewer grievances. Like I think the grievances exist because people can't have the stuff that they, they need to live a good life. Not because people are, dramatically richer so that if we all rise there would be less issues than most people imagine that's a fair statement but i also think it's wrong i think i can call it fair but i can also disagree with you so you think if everybody had everything they needed but there existed trillionaires people would still there would be societal unrest still yes yes like and dramatic like in a in a more dramatic way than we Uh, i couldn't i couldn't disagree with that think about how much personal development it takes in awareness to be yeah. like, that person has more than I do, but you know By what? That much. I'm grateful for what I have because <laughs> like, you but know, people, two dec- you know, a hundred years ago, things were a lot harder for someone like me. I, 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 I don't. People aren't mad because they have more. They're mad because my, I can't afford to feed my kid. I can't afford to buy a good house. But, yeah, that, but that, line, that line moves with time. Like. They can't afford to feed my kid so I because want to I can't. Something. I can't but, afford a home that I own. Like, but they they are paying for an iPhone. They are. Paying I want to for- understand something. What allows the bottom rung of society to rise, given this exponential increase in like people being in the positions that we're talking about? Is it that all those people, like, where do you imagine these people being, Stephen? Are these all people that move into these? tradesmen, tradeswoman fields that we're talking about. And they're in a position where they're earning based on like, let's say today's wages, a hundred thousand dollars a year. They're fully good. They have everything they need and there's no grievances. Like, who are we talking about here? Good question. I think there's going to like, this isn't going to be just like a step function where we wake up. Like there's going to be a transition period. Like 
humans are sort of sticky in a sense and that we live these sort of generational lives that span decades. A human who has lived 50 years and learned certain things is just the way they are. And we can't discard them. And we also can't just expect them to change, right? So society has to make some sort of, you know, you know, consolations for these people to get from A to B because we can't just kick them to the curb. Even we if have society to help is, them get there, right? Because like, we're looking at this right that, now. Yes. Let's just, I have no idea what to call it. Let's call it 20% of society is not producing to the level that is necessary that they could make a great living for themselves, right? And are we arguing that all of these people, the entire bottom rung of society will be at a level that is satisfactory, that they would earn enough money and produce enough for society that there would be no grievances they have toward the trillionaires that exist in society at the same time. I'm talking about the, the end game of all this. I think the end game so of all I. this, this I'm isn't, also this isn't 10 years from I'm also now. Trying to this go isn't 20 years from now. This might be 200 years from now. Oh, Jesus. I think the okay. end game, if you follow all of the AI stuff and all the stuff down the rabbit hole, like if, what we're all trying to get to is like abundance. Like a lot of the problems of humanity are rooted in scarcity or perceived scarcity or some sort of scarcity, right? There's a limited amount of resources because there's finite amounts of resources. It costs particular money to extract those resources. Like people like have to work. A lot of this is rooted in that. In a world where an AI can just build robots that build themselves and synthesize chemicals out of thin air and just create like everything. See, I can't so, do, I can't do 200 years. Cause if we're going to experience I'll, a singularity like, in the I'm 2040s, just, just I don't even know. I get, it, I get it. I want to like, do the 200 years. <laughs> and uh, what I would suggest here, and, and this is just me walking through the scenarios. So my thought is, like the scarcity is in quotes, right? Scarcity is in quotes because it's relative. Like we don't know the scarcity that our ancestors felt. We have no idea. Scarcity in 200 years is going to look like prosperity now. It, I, I am under that impression. So like in, in 200 years, if you agree that the wealth gap will widen, which I believe it will, I think you're agreeing with that. You're just saying that it won't matter. I'm going to say, I don't, I don't know if I agree, but I find it plausible. Okay. It, let's just use that scenario as like, as my thesis, uh, the wealth gap widens, like the, the, the overall pie is going to grow, but the allocation of that pie will always be bickered over. Right. Always. I don't necessarily think so. No. Okay. So I'll just assume that it's that pie is always mm-hmm. bickered over because like naturally I think people bicker over the, the allocation of the pie. If that pie grows so much that like the 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 top one percent are are enjoying too much of that pie, then the bottom percent, no matter how good they're feeling about their life, they're going to want more. And I think this is just human. I think this is like the human existence, and and that human existence will lead to infighting, like. It, and if the, if the wealth gap widens, it'll be even more dramatic. And it doesn't matter that their quality of life has risen by even two hundred percent. Like it, it will it that infighting will get much more intense. Like and and I I can't reason that I'm wrong on this. Like I just don't see a world where. I have food. I have all the things to make my life good. My kids are healthy. I'm happy. I can afford everything. I have time to spend with my family. 
but like I'm going to like pick up an axe and like revolution because somebody just you're has using more. a you're using a heuristic based on today's world to say like what would be acceptable when the the term acceptable is always relative. Like I I think a different way to put this is like when you're um, looking at social media, what is the number one feeling you experience? Most people, average person, envy, jealousy. If you took that and you 10x'd it, I could absolutely follow Eric's line of thinking that like most people would not accept that. And they just, would just be like, this is not okay. And just to be clear, some people like, live this way and I live this way. Just to be clear to listeners, because like you guys know me, I'm the most Republican of all four of us. Like that's where I landed on the, the little plot line. Like, but I have gotten way more open to the notion that like prosperity has not trickled down equally or, or even like not equally is not even the right word. Prosperity has not trickled down at all, at all. To, to sufficiently to those at the bottom. And if the wealth gap widens, then in my opinion, UBI is the only solution to that. And, and I don't like you. Like I'm the most Republican of all of us. I don't like that as a solution. I'm looking at this as the only realistic outcome. Well, all right. I don't want to get into you by accident. Yeah, you can say because I Go started. No, yeah. no, I started. I mean, we, I, I, think, I started. <laughs> I think we should avoid going too much into UBI because I want UBI to do a whole episode, episode on it. I think it would be UBI, fun. UBI, UBI, UBI. I, I do want to switch our topic at some point. So if we have any last, I want to switch it around education. I want to take a little left turn. Just turn, turn the wheel. Okay. I think we said enough about this topic. We got our arguments out there. I love this episode. Just I, keep going. Okay. This is a three hour. So, so one part <laughs> that I find really fascinating but the second order consequences are like really troubling is education. Mm-hmm. Okay. So we've established that like if a professor, whether it's in sixth grade or high school or graduate level economics gives a take home assignment, this AI will literally do that homework probably just as good and just as fast as any a student can take it. Right. So my question is how does education change when you cannot give your children your students, any take home assignments. Like this is like getting fascinating to me. And, and there's like this one argument, which is like, well, we have a calculator now. You don't need, you don't need to learn math in school when you have this calculator, which this will is such a great question. Man. Teach you math. Like, um, you don't need to, you know, learn, I don't know how to write long essays. If you can just prompt an AI and it'll get you the proper paragraph structure for it. Like, and this this starts to like build upon itself. So well, let's what does go. It look let's like? go to the root of the the matter. What does it exist for in the first place? It exists to provide a training for the work that you'll do in your future, and to give you a basic level of knowledge to be a decent functioning citizen in the world. the The university system that exists today. Its ethos is to provide that. Like that's the goal. I don't think that at that the end is. Of the day. I don't think that is the goal. That's not what it actually accomplishes. I would, but the goal is to provide training for the real world. I would argue that uh, the like the first principle is to to impart understanding of topics. How you apply in a specialized way. No, how you apply those topics to be productive is complete is is not actually the goal because if it was, then everything would be a trade, and it's not. 
But at the end of the day, you go to the university for the certification in order to get the job and perform the function. But in that's society. like a Didn't second you? order. That's that's actually not the way that we Where, teach I mean, people. How, like, I, I, no, sorry, but I, that's my point. That's my point. Okay. Thank you. Yeah, like, yeah. We what is the what is the 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 trade you're making versus what is what people are getting? Right. So the first part is broken in the first place is what I'm trying to say. Agreed. But like th- there is something it does teach you, which is how to work, how to solve problems, how to research, like how you go about it may also teach you work ethic, like overloading people in high school with a fuck ton of work teaches them a work ethic. And like it does. So it's a, it's are a, those it's a plus anymore? No. Like how many of you guys like if the world ended tomorrow would be able to make this glass? Uh, zero. Zero. We wouldn't be able to. I can't explain how this mic works. No. None of us can create all it. of this. Everything we is have is gift. built upon. Like we just, we have all this complexity that's abstracted away from us, and then we use that free brain power to just iterate on the next thing. Like if we were in school, and like we had to be like, here's a pencil, write something, and somebody's like, what? How do you make a? Wait, was a pen? And you, you had to explain every little thing that exists. Like you would just never get anywhere. You would never learn anything. So everything we learn is like implicitly built upon all the stuff that we've already taken as a given and chunked together as given knowledge and abstracted away. So this is just like another iteration of that. And it's it's totally fine because okay. the point of learning stuff in school isn't to learn how to write cursive. It's to be like Armand's point. Like, wh- why did we learn that in the first place? A lot of what we learn, if we trace it back, it, it, it goes ultimately to like, what can let us thrive and like be like economically viable or what can let us like pursue art or like sort of understand the world, right? There's like these sort of like three things you go into, I think, which are just sort of like survive and thrive, art, discover like the nature of like the universe. Maybe you could throw like charity in there or something, but those are kind of the quadrants and everything sort of like, I feel like fits into that. And it's not important, like the nuances of like, can we still do long division? Like, like who cares? We abstracted away. Like writing term papers is going to be like a thing that nobody cares about a century from now. It just, we just won't. So, I mean, I did think of a scenario is like, if you think about the the amount of people who are able to work on, um, I don't know, life-saving drugs, it's a very few because think about it. You have to go through four levels of undergraduate, graduate, PhD. Like it requires a lot of very specific knowledge, but if you can abstract away, as you're saying, a lot of that knowledge, maybe there's more people that could work on that type of definitely uh, and this yeah this, maybe this that expo- may, i don't know maybe yeah. that's more abundant for humanity as a whole this is the point i want to talk to you about like what something you were saying where we were talking about like displacing jobs and everything like it's not a one-way street like how many people would be able to create a website to sell their product right now if all they had to do is say their idea into a machine and it created it that's there's be a lot everything of happened for you production manufacturing Supply chain, yeah. um, marketing, website design, everything. Yeah, it just maybe, happened maybe for this you, brings sorry. more people into the fold. Of, maybe of it's course. not more isolating. Maybe it just breaks. But down it can only all bring people into a certain degree before demand. You, you still have to becomes, be like a creative human, right? Yes. At a certain point in time, like and what are you even? Succeed, and that's you know? my point: is that 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 brings some people up from the dregs to the top, but then there's a huge gap in between that, and and an even widening gap in between that. Yeah. I just think we continue to do this thing where we position AI as this like very um, 
external force that is just a part of our lives that we have to figure out how to work with. And we don't realize that it's very much part of us from a basic fundamental level. Like if we learn to work with this thing and allow it to accentuate our intelligence, I think we can go so much further. And the biggest concerns are back to like one of the points I was previously making is like, well, what's going to happen when these different firms and these different groups and these different think tanks and these different corporations actually come together and say like, okay, we're all developing artificial intelligence. We all want to work to the point where we have this like general intelligence, general intelligence, meaning to the level of a human being that can create a symphony like Beethoven, like Stephen's goat. Like imagine that that was possible and it will happen in a very short period of time. Once that happens, what will we do with that and how will we make it a part of our lives? And I think that we still try to utilize it as this like very separate thing. And the more that we actually integrate it into the individual's existence and say like, Every single human being, regardless of the class of work that they want to go into, is going to be able to utilize this. We won't necessarily have this problem of like what's going to happen to society. You, well, well, something you said there is actually at the root of like my biggest worry. Like we've been talking about like, oh, it's going to cause these economic yeah, displacements. What you guys worries wealth are. This, to me, like this is just a one way road to like abundance if we use it properly. And like if we use it, what properly. I am worried about is it like destroying something at the essence of like what it means to be human? Like right now we're like, Oh, it's so cute. It can write a limerick. Oh, right. it's so cute. It can write a song in the style of, the style of Taylor Swift. W what happens when we give it like the feed it, the entire Mr. Beast catalog. And we're like, make Mr. Beast videos. <laughs> and it just starts making Mr. Beast videos. Better than Mr. Him. Beast. Yeah. That's better than Mr. Beast. It's more engaging. Everybody's like, ha ha ha. And then we give it like art and we're like, make art, write music. And then we give it this, we give it a hundred episodes of this podcast. Like we've already seen that AI generated podcast with Joe Rogan and Steve jobs that yeah. never happened. What if we just feed it this pod and it By just the starts way, producing it? Was it was very good. It was. I actually it, felt like I got to know Steve Jobs on a on a new level. But 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 it gets to this level. Like w if everybody listens to our podcast and it feels exactly like us, what will and we it, be? But it's not really us. Like what what does that look like? What if our it, it like it it feels like we're crossing some sort of chasm there? And it this I, is why I believe in integrating as early as possible. That's what I'm trying to ultimately express. We need to integrate. With but this how technology and make it a Beast part of ourselves. Integrate the technology in a way where it ultimately doesn't just replace even him. Like what 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 does it mean to do I that as a human? I can't argue that it won't ultimately become intelligent enough to try to usurp him and his purpose of hum in human form in the first place. I can't. But I can be hopeful that if he integrates as early as possible, that the AI will be reliant on him to exist. To a certain degree, that there will always be a relationship between the two. That's what we should hope for. We should hope for a relationship between the two where we can merge. Because if we don't merge, it's it's over.
Like, like there's every, no reason for human beings to exist is what you just highlighted. Well, well I don't want to go that far, but like, no, you I, did, I just you, feel like we you get, did just say that I, I, it's an existential question. Like, why do we exist? Like if we can't even create art anymore, right? If like, you have a flesh like last, that dies in 80 t- years, we can't just be like years, little collections of carbon you and know? you have a brain that is, uh, in like, like subservient and, and, and not even as close to the level of intelligence as AI will be in five to 10 years. Then, then why would there be a reason for well, your existence? Can we can we get, can we just explore the Mr. Beast thing specifically a little yes. bit? Because I can envision a state where Mr. Beast keeps doing his thing. This tech gets really advanced, and somebody just starts a not Mr. Beast YouTube channel, and the whole channel is just using Mr. Beast content to generate new Mr. Beast yeah. videos that are increasingly more engaging and appealing to users. And maybe at some point, like some of the users are like. Man, this is like everything I love about Mr. Beast, but it's like even better. It's like for some reason, even though I don't want to admit it, it's like 20% better. Is is that the end state? Does every artist end up with like an AI version of itself or people spitting out AI versions of that artist? Where, where does that go next, do you think? Like imagine Mr. Beast, now he's got an AI channel. What happens next? I mean, that is another business channel, right? It's like I, I don't know what stuff. you got over there on your chat. Is that GPT, a whole industry? Nick. Nick's, Nick's already like I, I, business I, I idea. Maybe Rip you, off every existing YouTube channel. I see some chat GPT going <laughs> off in the corner. I'm like, he's just using this whole thing as like a brainstorming yeah. session. <laughs> Thank you. Noted. <laughs> um, I mean, I will say, like, what what my hope for this group and and our group of listeners is that like you know, whatever the societal impacts are, use it to get the money. Because like our priority is to like take care of ourselves, take care of our families and to provide that level of security for ourselves first. And so whether that's creating an AI startup, like, like you are, whether that's starting a new business that like leverages technology instead of hiring 10 people, you hire two or like whether you're using it to make more money, more efficiently with your existing business, or you're just using it to get smarter. You're taking all the, having to synthesize information, like use it to get the money. Like that's, that's the goal. Like we can ponder these societal issues, but like we should use it to make money and secure the bag. But like maybe just, the bag just, doesn't even matter. No, years like, from now. Just like we also abundance. want the crypto community to develop in this like very benign, like utopian way. We want decentralized everything. We want trustless everything. We want it to grow in the way that we want. But at the same time, we're here to like, you know, provide and establish some kind of like financial goal first. And that, you know, I think that comes first. So like, um, you know, this, this provides a lot of change and like, you can get caught up in it or you can be like a shark who smells blood and be like, I'm going to be the fastest to that. And I'm going to secure, you know, financial security for me and my family first. And then, you know, my broader community, and then I can worry about those things. So I don't know if that's like a no. I feel like you're right. A bad take. I feel like, but the, like there's like a metaphorical gun that's been dropped into the middle of the floor, and we're like, who's gonna pick it up? <laughs> Everybody else just take UBI. <laughs> yeah, but God. like you have a choice. It's like the the change is happening. And which path will you take? Like, and I'm you know, like I'm gonna, for my family, I'm gonna take the path that's the the fastest path God, to money. I want to talk about this for like five more hours. <laughs> the the AI was right. We need to do a whole pod on this topic. That well, was the thing it went to. It was like, it was like, okay, we have created a whole pod for you on AI taking over the world. Well, when you are ready, I did ask it to give a closing statement 
in the form of the saint. Uh, Let's go. Oh, I'm not ready. I'm not ready. Uh, I want to hear it. I want to okay. hear it. All in right. the form of the King James Bible. Oh. oh. oh, Love it already. Verily, verily, I say unto thee, blessed are the Alfalfa podcast group, for they are a lively and intelligent crew. Their discussions are filled with wit and with hue. Lord, you're too kind. <laughs> May they continue to gather and share their thoughts and their insights so fair, for they bring joy and wisdom to all and their community is a treasure to behold. So let us give thanks and praise to the Alpha Alpha podcast group. Mm. May they continue to grive and throw in this land where the Alpha Alpha doth blow. Oh. Amen. 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 I wish it said doth grow instead of doth blow. I feel like that was an oversight on the AI's well, part, well, but it's still pre- pretty good. Yeah, yeah. Not Being bad. a little bit of a nitpicker here. Yeah, yeah. It, was a grow. it was a clear <laughs> oversight on the grow, but amen. Amen. <laughs> I have so much more to say about this. Well, luckily Can for we you, we're going to go have, have a podcast. We should just have AI discuss. month. We're just going to make it just AI month. I, I, I do have one closing statement. Yeah. I think that, you know, we very much started with like crypto roots in, in so many ways. And crypto is something that we're so passionate about on the money side. And I really do believe that crypto and AI are... Um, they're symbiotic. They work together in such a beautiful way that we are yet to see. And I urge people to look at the ways in which they work together. And the difference that I see is that while crypto is an industry that you could like work in, AI is it's what does that mean? Think of it like don't forget what the word means. It means artificial intelligence, right? It's just intelligence. It's the intelligence of humanity, but the artificial form of it. What we will see as a result of that, we'll keep talking about here. And it will be an exploratory process of like figuring out how to place ourselves in society in a way where we can extrapolate, extract, I should say, as much capital as possible to what you said, Nick. And it's very important to place yourself in that position of like maximum leverage. But AI to me is different from crypto in the sense that this is like the world in and of itself. This is the industry. It's not just like a component of the world that we live in. It's like you should probably consider what the world looks like in the future and how you can place yourself in an AI future. I don't know what that means for most people, but I think it means like thinking about your position in terms of work. And what we've discussed today. And it's very important for people to marinate on more than they realize. Just reminded me of my crypto AI stuff. We didn't even talk about any of it. Uh, I know. Well, next week. Can we do it next week? The life segment might have a series of this stuff because it gets better. Yeah, I've noticed that that we've been doing this a lot in the the life uh, episode. Well, much in the same way we talk about crypto a lot because we just think it's this big thing that's changing. Well, this is like another thing that's bigger i would argue than crypto. It's bigger. it warrants it's more it's than like one episode every three months like you could do like a daily pot on it like I, the implications of it believe it's bigger. are so enormous the rate of change of it is insane like it, it it really does deserve its own thing because it is so huge i mean we all realized that this week i think especially we were like yeah. oh my god this was the first time also we didn't really say this um that like AI has been a dream for so long. And this was the first time that we really were like, damn, like it's here. It's real, here. Real. Aha it's moment. real. So love you guys. Amen to thee. <laughs> <laughs> to thee.
That was amazing that we opened and ended with OpenAI. That was appropriate. Yeah, I was bummed Armand kept saying stuff because I wanted to just say like, amen in the pod. (laughs) (laughs) I don't take any of it back. I don't take any of it back. Armand. All right, everyone, just ignore what Steven said. Bye. (laughs) Bye. (laughs) Love you guys. Bye.